Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Man, there's a reason the Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 30 years because just when things start going right, they go wrong all over again. Joe Burrow off to one of the best starts a rookie quarterback has ever had passing the ball. He's done for the year, left knee injury, essentially tweeted it out yesterday saying, I'll see you next year. Brings back shades of Carson Palmer, who had a knee injury that essentially ended his career or limited his career with great potential for the Bengals. And Carson is actually going to join us this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern to kind of take us inside that type of injury with this sort of organization. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Dan Orlovsky to dig in on the NFL coming up in 15 Danny. minutes. Danny Orlovsky, Keys NFL Live partner. All right, so for everything that was going well for Joe Burrow that was stymied yesterday, nothing has gone well, as you know, this season for Carson Wentz. Yesterday, two touchdowns, two picks, sacked five times in a loss to the Browns. Doug Peterson answering the question that everyone's thinking, is it time for a move? You know, with the way the game was going and the, the elements, and, and we were just, uh, you know, uh, really a score from putting ourselves back into this football game, I, d- I did not consider that. Okay, obviously considering would be moving out Wentz and moving in Jalen Hurts. Key to give a little more context, he did say after the game when asked about it, because, you know, people want to know about it, so he was asked by the Philly media, a little nudgingly, I would say. He said, listen, it would send the quote-unquote wrong message to the team. That was his words. It would send the wrong message. What do you think? And it, it would send the wrong message because it's hard. It, it's not like in, in basketball or other sports, you could take a guy out and then put him back in and take him out. Put him. You can play that game. Mm-hmm. In football at the quarterback spot, you can't play yo-yo with a guy, especially a guy that you've given $100-plus million to who, who was supposed to be your leader, your franchise quarterback. If you pull him and you just paid him all his money and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts goes in there and balls out to a whole nother level, now you put yourself – you back yourself up in the corner now because – you're not going to go back to Wentz because a guy has got you on the move. Now you got the backup making $30 million. I mean, it just doesn't – you always follow the money when it comes to the quarterbacks in the quarterback situation. You got to follow the money. It, it's just not going to happen. Until the money starts to dry up, like a Joe Flacco with Lamar Jackson, the money was gone. They had, he had already spent all the money. So he was like a little bit left in the cap space. And they was like, okay, we going with Lamar. We, we had intended on – doing this anyway for the future. At what point do you decide to get a divorce, though? Because it, it feels like it's like you're in a relationship with somebody that is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And, Key, you've always talked to me about the one thing you want, like the one thing you just sat up here and raved about, about Taysom Hill, was not turning the ball over, was being consistent. Oh, yeah. Being consistent. And, and my thing is that I understand that they're in contention, which – is a whole other damn story about the <laughs> NFC East. It's just abysmal. But it's, I mean, the guy threw a pick six. It felt like, it, I think it was the first quarter the other day. It was, it was just a horrible read. I mean, it's 14 interceptions and 14 touchdowns. At what point we, do you say, enough, I just can't take this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to get day in and day out, regardless of whether I paid him $100 million or not. It, it seems like it was the wrong move. Yeah. It was the wrong move to pay him the money. It's too late, though. They already gave it to him. Though. I Jay, understand, but this doesn't mean that you, you can't. You Change? said about a divorce, right? Yeah, get it's a divorce. Not, you can't. Who's going to take you? Who, who wants him? Well, you got Jalen Hurts who's sitting there. If you're getting a divorce, who wants him? I don't know. So let Why somebody would else you, figure it out. No, nobody else don't want him. Why would you want to send somebody else your trash? You think somebody, you think. So oh, you think I have a lot of reasons teams, why I want to send somebody else my trash. You think there's other trash. teams in the National Football League 
are looking at the same film and television games that you watch, and they sitting there going, we'd like to have that guy? But at what point do you say, I, I can't do this anymore, Key? You're like, at gonna... what point when you look at Jalen Hurts and say, hey, he's just as predict- unpredictable a- a- after, as Carson Wentz, a guy I paid $100 million after to. After next year? After next year? After next year, you'll look at him and go, yeah, I can't dance with him anymore. After like- next season in 2021, that's what they'll do. After the 2021 season, they'll start that conversation. If he has a bad year or leading into that year, they'll start their conversation and we could cut bait because the money will have dried up that they owe him. So you're saying after next year? After 2021, that conversation comes up, then it'll be easier for him to swallow. Then I can't wait to watch the best reality show on TV, which is Doug Peterson at a presser after games when they lose, and he has to continue to sit up there and talk about why he's the sticking money, with Carson man. Wentz, man. It's, it's all the money. It just gets more you and more embarrassing. See, you never see quarterbacks that make a ton of money get benched. They just don't. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. Donovan McNabb? That, no, but Don, Don, I don't remember Donovan McNabb having a whole bunch of money on his books That's when he right. got benched. You got to remember what I'm talking about now, Jay. I'm talking about real money that's owed to you. Not funny money on the cap situation. I'm talking about real money. He's owed real money. They're just not going to do it right now. Bucky, if you No were, matter how bad he's playing. You know, if you were an executive, though, you're just going to just ride it out. Even if... You gotta you, write it out. No, you can do. But you say you're like, you all right, made I, I made I made a bad decision. But what's the? But, but what do you a, know about executives, Jay? That they don't like to admit. I know, things, but then they do wrong. Mistakes. They don't. They do not. Executives do not want to say, "Oh, I made a mistake." They don't want to do it. But how much praise would he get actually if he had a coming to, to Christ conversation and said, "You know, I did make a mistake. I made a mistake. It wasn't the right look, and now but we're going they, in this direction." They not go do it, Jay. They just not go do it. They're not going to do it, right? They should do it. Just because they don't do it doesn't mean they shouldn't do it. No, they should. He's horrible. I mean, <laughs> so it's, you it's, agree with me? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I'm not the person. Thank you. That's I'm all I want to hear, King. I'm not the person that's making a decision and pulling the trigger on that. I'm not the one that has to sit down with Jeff O'Leary and say, hey, this is a bad deal. I, I would have never signed him to the deal. I would have waited. I, don't, I have no idea why they felt the need to rush out there and get a deal done with Carson Wentz when they did. What was the point? Well, I, I just And then with his Because he's nature. a family guy and we like him. Oh, oh and the then, family guy comment again. <laughs> even with his brittle nature, he's gotten injured quite a bit. Howie Roseman, the team's executive vice president, you mentioned the owner Jeffrey Lurie, the executive vice president essentially said you know, Jalen Hurts, part of the reason we drafted him is because we're not able to depend on Carson Wentz to finish seasons. By the way, thank you, Zubin. The Eagles still have a 44.3% chance oh. to win the NFC East. They currently sit in first place. Now it's a long, figurative, and literal week for the Eagles. Key, take me inside the locker room. They're not going to play again until next Monday. They're going to be on ESPN. The Seattle Seahawks are coming to town. Okay, you're <laughs> off this sort of game. You got a rejuvenated Seattle squad coming to town. Tell me what's going on inside the locker room there in South Philly coming off. Of this thud and a huge game on the horizon. Well, I don't know their schedule, but I, if I was to think it's their bye, obviously, and so they're going to probably take some time off, um, get away from the building, get away from it, be able to do some things. Um, but even, you know, the COVID situation kind of messes up plans, I'm sure, about leaving and going and traveling and things like that. They're just going to get away from the building. The coaches will probably do some Zoom meetings and, or go into the building and try to figure out you know, what the hell is wrong with 
Um, Key, let me stop you there real quick. I may have you may have misinterpreted what I said. Long week, literally and figuratively. I meant Sunday to Monday, so they're actually oh, playing okay, next Monday. You, okay, I thought you meant my yeah, apology. Yeah, yeah, no problem. A long week just with an extra day. Oh well, they just they just go try to figure out what the hell they did wrong <laughs> to lose the game. They go try to figure out what they did wrong to lose the game. And one of the things that they're still thinking about is the division is right there for us to take at three six and one. We can still win the division at three six and one. Key. Listen to their next four games. Seahawks, probably going to be a loss, right? Murder's row. Okay. Packers. Yeah, murder's row. Saints. Murder's row. Cardinals. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Three, three of their next four, three of their next four for sure they're going to drop L's too. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen with the Cardinals because I think the Cardinals got to come to Philly. No, it's it's actually in, in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Cardinals will win that They're going to win that one. Yeah, Cardinals will win And that then one. it's at Dallas. Seeing how Dallas played yesterday. But that's why I got the Giants winning the division. I had the Giants winning the division at 1-7, though, Zubin. That's right. <laughs> and Zubin was all over you for it. He was murdering you for it. I still feel good. I still feel good about it. <laughs> it's amazing to say I still feel good about it, considering they're 3-7. and seven. I'm trending the other way. Real quick, Cowboys uh, showed a pulse of life yesterday. Right now, they're still in, in the it. mix, believe it uh. or not. How do you stack it up vis-a-vis what you're seeing from Philly? The Cowboys? The Cowboys. I love that it's we're a bad football team, man. It's a, that, that's just a bad team. It's not, it, even if they won the division, it's still a bad team. I mean, you know, Andy Dodd came back, gave them some life. They won the game. But this team, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They, their offensive line is horrible. Um, the defense is horrible. I mean, when you think about it, it's just – the division as a whole is horrible, so any of these three, four teams can win the division. Even Washington feels like they're in the mix. Like, come on, man. Seriously? We'll see what happens. Ezekiel Elliott yesterday, by the way, his first 100-yard game of the season. Thanks for showing up. It's been tough. That offensive line has been decimated. Andy Dalton back, and they get the win. On the way, yeah, sure enough, sure enough, the Chiefs got the best of the Raiders last night. But why is Las Vegas played the Chiefs tougher than anybody. Our quarterback with the answer. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So despite all that Mahomes magic, exacting revenge on their only loss of the season with a touchdown pass with 28 seconds to go to get out of Vegas. We always want to get out of Vegas and get out with a victory. The Chiefs are still looking up at the Pittsburgh Steelers for the number one overall seed in the AFC. So this morning we're asking the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation what team the Chiefs don't want to face. Could it be 10-0 Pittsburgh? I think that's the obvious answer. He thinks the Raiders, who have played him really tight, could be the answer. Maddie underscore Burke just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Good morning, Maddie. They lost to the Raiders once, 
and barely slipped by them last night. I think they have the confidence to go out and give them a run again, essentially echoing what Keyshawn had said. It's going to be hard, though. Third time is really, really hard. As you said. No, it's hard. Third time. Let's get into it. Let's ask this to Dan Orlovsky. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. It's been a 12 years in the NFL. Pennzoil Synthetic Motor Oils made from natural gas gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. And once again, keep those tweets coming. Whatever team you think could challenge the Chiefs the most, the one they don't want to face at Key J and Z, you can call us at 888-ESPN as well. All right. So, um, Dan, here we go. Week 5, a 40-32 win for the Raiders at Arrowhead last night, a 35-31 loss. As Matty underscore Burke said, two tight ones. What do the Raiders do or what do the Raiders have going against the Chiefs that seemingly this year the rest of the league doesn't? I mean, the, the Chiefs are the only team in the NFL that there's a very specific formula on how to beat them. And you've got to be perfect when how you execute it. Like, you've got to be able to be explosive on offense. The Raiders can do that. You have to be able to kind of own the clock at moments. They did that. They're only one possession each team in the third quarter yesterday. Raiders go on that massive long drive. And then your quarterback has got to play lights out above the X's and O's football. And Derek Carr really did that. And so, like, there's this formula of how to beat Kansas City. And the Raiders are probably as equipped of a football team in the NFL to do it. Uh, but here's the thing, Z. Like, you guys asked the question, you know, uh, what team do the Chiefs not want to play the most? Like, that doesn't matter. Like, this the Chiefs. They don't care who they play. I, don't, I think the Raiders are very well equipped. There's no question asked, obviously, with the win that they had and then last night's performance. It doesn't matter. Like, they played almost a flawless game. They coached a flawless game. Derek Carr was flawless. I mean, Derek Carr was absolutely perfect. And it still wasn't enough. Like that's the, it, and it still wasn't enough. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I think the Bills are the most equipped team to do it because they can be explosive. They can own the clock. They got a quarterback that can go above the X's and O's and make kind of those creative broken plays. The Raiders are certainly up there. But I, I, like that's nice, the perfect example. You could play your A game and operate your plan perfectly, and it still won't be good enough against Kansas City. Dan, I clearly rolled my eyes when you mentioned the Bills, but that's between <laughs> me and you. Let me ask you this. As a quarterback expert, so much was talked about when John Gruden took this job as the Raiders coach that Derek Carr is on his way out, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That has all changed, obviously, now, especially with the way Derek and John has been dialing things up and Derek's been playing why has it changed so much? Yeah, Keith, just so you know, I rolled my eyes last week when you said the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. Here, yeah, so. and I rolled my <laughs> eyes yesterday when I realized they were not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, listen, I think that what happened with the Raiders and Gruden and Carr with this offense is, you know, for that two- or three-year stretch, Derek Carr was, you know, playing okay football, and everyone was like, oh, Derek Carr can't play anymore. And there was some people, I was one of them, who was like, they just need to get people around them that are better. They, they just had been so deprived of talent. And if you look at their football team this year, like, Key, you know this. To have a really good offense and to have your quarterback to play well, you got to really have three things. you got to have a great scheme. And Greg Olson and John Gruden have really brought this 
kind of old school West Coast philosophy with the new age offense of motion and formationing and matchups to the Raiders. So they got a great scheme. Two, they got really, really, really good players. And it's not just that they've got really good players. They've got like very situationally perfect players. Renfro is great in the middle field on third down. Waller's a matchup problem. Aguilar has become a good one-on-one matchup. Ruggs has got big time speed. So they got players around him. And then you got to be able to call that scheme really well. And Greg Olson and John Gruden do that. And so Jared Carr is now kind of at the the helm of this offense that's talented with Jacobs as an addition. Offensive line is good. They gave him a ton of freedom at the line of scrimmage last night. I don't know if everyone heard. I'm hoping they did. Like, you heard the Mamba Georgia, the Mullen, um, Nike Mullen stuff. Like, that is him controlling things at the line of scrimmage because they're allowing his kind of intelligence to help that offense operate. And he's become aggressive. That was the thing that was also missing over the past couple years is he just wasn't aggressive with the football, probably because they didn't have people to do it. And so, you know, you've got those those three variables now with a quarterback that's super confident. Their offense, this is the best third down offense in the NFL, one of the most efficient. So I'm not surprised that Derek Carr is playing well. Dan, let's talk about the Dolphins versus the Broncos. Tua, after getting sacked six times, got benched. Brian Flores already said that he will be the starter next week. Uh, but obviously Fitzpatrick came in down the wire. Uh, do you agree with the way that Flores and the Dolphins handled that situation? No, I do not. If you started Tua at quarterback and think, thought everything was going to be you know, euphor- utopia, you, you're kidding yourself. This is quarterback in the NFL. So I'm disappointed that they pulled him in the first moment of, like, resistance. I'm disappointed in that because that's, you, you, if, if, did you not think he's good enough? Like, do you not think he's good enough to pull you um, back in that football game when you're down 10? You know, every quarterback has two, three-quarter stretches where they don't play good enough. So I was disappointed that the first time that Tua saw saw struggle, they pulled him. That being said, I think Brian Flores, over the last 18 months, has earned the right for me to go, I trust that his decision-making is what's best for his football team in ways that I can't see. Because I'm not attached to the team, obviously. Like, naturally, my emotion is going, what are you doing? You can't do this to Tua. But over the last 18 months, I think Brian Flores has shown me that he'll press the right buttons. And he'll understand what that team needs in that moment. And the offensive line was getting whooped. And Tua wasn't just seeing things well, feeling the game well. And down 10, maybe he's sitting there going, I think that Tua is our best player. But in this moment, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best option. And it didn't work out. Um, And like I said, I was disappointed with that. But I think Brian Flores has earned the right to make that choice and for me not to sit here and say that was stupid on his part. Well, I'm going to hit you with this one. I think you know what's coming. Your boy Carson Wentz, two more picks, a pick six. Ouch. Is it time to move on from him, Dan? Come on, be honest with us. (laughs) I got to go, guys. That's the end of my Uh, Key, uh, no, it's not time to move on. I I think that the – like, here's, here's the, the, the point I'm at with Carson Wentz and the Eagles. This is the third game this year where if Carson Wentz was playing above-average football, good football, and Doug Peterson was playing or coaching at above-average pace, the Eagles win the game strictly because those two guys. And this year they're 0-3 in those situations. And that's the most disturbing moment. And the, the, I'll keep going back to this. I saw you do this last year. I saw you elevate your football team last year. And the first pick six, does he miss a read? Potentially, sure. 
Mr. Reads don't necessarily have to equal pick sixes. The second interception is 100% on Alshon Jeffrey. But I want Carson Wentz. Like, it, it's really difficult for me to sit here and go, don't go to Jalen Hurts. Because at the end of the day, the football team is being hurt by the play of the quarterback. And Doug Peterson, I think it's going to be very difficult him for him to constantly stand up in front of his football team and go, this is our best option. Because you can't tell your team, as long as we stop turning the ball over, we'll give ourselves the best chance to win, but continue to play Carson when he continues to turn the ball over. Like, that's the, 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 the situation that they're in. So, I, Dan, let me ask you this. You said the second one was on Alshon. What did Alshon do that was wrong? Don't you? Th- he mistimes his jump, right? Like, that ball's in the air and he— I pulled- shouldn't have to jump! What, what, he's giving him an opportunity ball, Key. Like, he's Man, throwing him a, to— it's an out! Not a jump ball. Right, it's but no, that's out. not an out. No, but, but, Keith, he's getting that seam inside release. He's trying to club Ward by, and it's an out route that he's just trying to throw to a spot with some air because he's six foot four. Throw it at like, the pylon. He does. And that's he what he does, it to Keith. the back of the end zone. Throw it at the front pylon so either I don't catch Keith, it or it goes does. in the second row. Keith, he throws it to the front pylon with air. That, you, that, that's not the throw we're looking for. What are you looking for? I need it downhill at the front pylon so I can come out of it. L- listen, again, if you, if like, maybe the type of throw isn't the ideal throw, but it shouldn't be an interception. Like Alshon, if he times his jump there, is going up and just making a contested three-yard well, catch. For, for, well, first of all, back to your point, I wouldn't have had Alshon running that route anyway, too Correct. slow in and out of his cuts. I so agree. I, I wouldn't have even had him running and, that. But this, is, but this is the point key as well. Like the the disconnect between the plays that are being called and then the execution of plays is so vast in Philadelphia. I, I said this last week. It took till the third quarter to get Carson Wentz out of the pocket. Yesterday it took till the fourth. It took till the fourth quarter to get Carson Wentz out of the pocket. I watched Green Bay yesterday afternoon go five straight passes and do it with Aaron Rodgers, who's 38 years old. Yeah. And so there's a very there's a massive disconnect in Philadelphia between plays calling and then quarterback play. But here's at the end of the day, Doug Peterson is too accomplished and paid too much money. Carson Wentz is too accomplished and paid too much money to have three games this year when all they had to do was be better than their opponent at that spot and they win and to be 0-3. And right now they're going to lose the division because of it. Unless it changes, they're going to lose the division because the quarterback and coach aren't good enough. Dio, what, what did you take away uh, yesterday from the Colts and the Packers game? Are the Colts for real? Can they do oh, it yeah. behind yeah, Philip yeah. Rivers? Yeah, there's no question the Colts are for real. I think that you know Philip Rivers the first month of the season really struggled. And yesterday you saw the reason why Philip Rivers was brought in. They win that game because Philip Rivers' toughness and then his experience. Like he got hot in the second half, hot, and started making throws that, you know, when the ball leaves his hand, you're going, uh-oh, where's that thing going? And it's just thrown to the absolutely perfect spot. And I'd say this too. We need to start putting Frank Reich's name into the conversation of Coach of the Year. Like, Frank Reich was a difference yesterday in that football game. Down 28-14, the way that he kind of committed to running ball in the second half and just stayed with a steady hand and got that team into such good situations. Um, I I think that Matt Eberflus, their defensive coordinator, is going to be on the short list for head coaching jobs with the adjustments that they made. Their adjustments, that third down and one that they make, that he throws the slant to Devontae Adams. This pressure right here. That is so good by Everflus. He gets Darius Leonard unblocked, and he made David Bakhtiari the left tackle for the Packers. He blocks nobody. He makes the best player on that offense 
block nobody. And then this fourth and one, like that is teach tape right here by O'Creeky at linebacker. The way that he doesn't get picked and he undercuts. Look at him undercut Williams. Like that, you guys, the key you notice, that's forcing an absolutely perfect throw. That tells me you're a really well-coached football team. So the difference was the, the Colts coaching, that Phillip Rivers experience and toughness. Look, those two obviously untimely fumbles on the kickoff return and then the uh, the fumble by MVS are enormous. But, yeah, the Colts are for real. The Colts are a very, very, very good football team. Indeed. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who had an absolutely gorgeous reception from Aaron Rodgers late in the game to help that game-winning field goal happen and then had the biggest fumble of the game that essentially led yeah. to the Indianapolis win for MVS. By the way, gigantic game for the Colts Sunday. Gigantic. They're going to host the Tennessee Titans. What a huge spot that's going to be in the AFC South. Dan, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right, Danny. Be good. That's Dan Orlovsky. You can see him on Get Up with Greeny and Gang. At Trying the top to blame the receiver. The- he ain't Question, question <laughs> stupid, stupid uh, ignorant football question. Pylon. Like, what does that mean? Like, oh, like front, Dylon? The, like the Dylon the rapper? You know, the, That's the, like the orange little sticky the, thing. The, 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 the yeah, front pylon. Okay, yeah, you can it. knock it right over. Got it. Got there it you go. Yep. Let's roll into it. Sports Center and then Keys <laughs> Observations. <laughs> no, it's all good, though. Raiders rush four. Mahomes retreats. Steps up into the pocket. He throws it late for the end zone. Kelsey wide open. Touchdown, Kansas City. Why not? Mahomes to Kelsey again to take the lead on a 22-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds to go in regulation. That's Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs on 106.5 The Wolf. The Chiefs storm back in the fourth quarter to knock off the Raiders 35-31. You just heard it there. Mahomes to Kelsey with 28 ticks to go. One other number you need to keep in mind, 99%. That's the chance to win the division right now. They exact their only loss of the season to Las Vegas. And, most importantly, stay just one game back of Pittsburgh for that coveted one spot in the AFC playoffs. Remember, only the top seed gets a bye. Joe Burrow, bye-bye for the season. He essentially tweeted, thanks for all the love. Can't get rid of me that easy. See you next year. Suffered a gruesome left knee injury. We're going to talk more about this coming up at 745, but it's just more hard luck for the Bengals. Another hard luck Bengals quarterback that had a knee injury that reshaped his career. Carson Palmer will join us at 9 a.m. Eastern into the NBA. The Lakers finalizing a two-year deal with Marc Gasol. What can you say? They love the, they love the Gasol brothers, right? They've also added Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, and Wesley Matthews this offseason. The Lakers have parted ways with Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, and Danny Green in Sports Center is brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field, on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected. Every upset, touchdown, fourth quarter comeback, let it move you. No matter what the season throws your way, Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear, more driven. For those of you that were watching Korean baseball on ESPN2, or for those of you that weren't, welcome inside. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin here. We're on ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. There's no excuse not to find us. It's time for Key Observations, brought to you by GEICO. Ooh. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Let's get going. Falcons at Saints. Well, I take away that Sean Payton won the game and not Taysom Hill uh, for the New Orleans Saints. When you think about what he did in terms of designing plays and making sure that Taysom Hill did not turn the football over, was key. A tough decision, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. You went into the game wondering which game plan would be the best for you. You found out with Taysom Hill. So, to me, it's Sean Payton, not Taysom Hill. 
Patriots at Texans. Well, we just had Dan Orlowski on with us, and he laughed at me for saying that the Patriots would make the playoffs. I laugh at myself now because clearly it's a wrap. It's over. Look toward 2021 NFL draft and free agency to get some players in there to help whoever you have at quarterback out because clearly the Pats are done, officially done. Eagles at Browns. The Browns. I don't even want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles here. It's about the Browns. It's about the Browns' best start since 1994. And who was the coach? Bill Belichick. Yes. That is correct. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban was on that staff as well. You think about the Browns and you think about Kareem Hunt and Chubb and some of the things that they're able to do. We thought that this team would go in a different direction in terms of passing the ball because there was no more OBJ. They certainly did. They decided to take the ball out of their quarterback hands and give it to the running backs. This is why they have seven wins under their belt. Jets at Chargers. Justin Herbert. He wasn't the first quarterback taken. He wasn't the second quarterback taken. He was the third quarterback taken in his draft, and he will be the offensive rookie of the year thanks to the injury to Joe Burrow. He'll finish up strong. He'll be the guy on the offensive side that'll be getting that award, Jay. Packers at Colts. This is certainly right up your alley, Jay, when you think about it. Las Vegas knew something about the Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts football game. How did they know? I'll have no idea, but as they say, Zubin, they don't build those casinos for nothing. Right. They didn't build that strip by losing money. That's exactly right. And so I, I just I'll never understand how they knew. Well, two and a, was it two and a half points? And essentially, right? And it was a field goal that won it. I just how did every how does time, that happen? Every time. How does it happen? You I don't, I don't know. Guy? I don't know what the algorithms are. <laughs> so should you listen to them? I I mean, yeah. I don't know if listen to them. I mean, you try to bet against them, but I mean they they typically know what they're talking about. Yes, they do. Let me ask you this question about that particular game. The Packers are up 28-14 at the half and then didn't score again in the second half until that Mason Crosby field goal pushed it to overtime. What in the world happened to the Packers in the second half? Realizing, as Jay said, the Colts do have a very stout defense, but hey, 28 in the first half. Yeah, defensive adjustments, though. You, you, this is a team that the Colts, don't, they don't see the Packers every single year. They don't see them twice a year. So there's some unfamiliarity there with what the Packers might do from an offensive standpoint. And then they go in at halftime, and they're talking about it, you know, on the elevator ride down to the locker room as they're jogging through the tunnel before they get in there and they get into their coaching circle. They're talking about the adjustments that they need to make in the second half to slow the Packers' offense down, and that's what they did. Whatever it was that they were not doing right in the first half, they made the adjustments at halftime, and it came out on top. It just feels like when you watch the Packers play that there's this offense waiting to explode key. And for that not to happen in the second half, like it makes you, I guess, have a little bit of a question about all right, wh- what happens to that offense when it, when it gets met by a really good defense. Well, so it's, again, it's the halftime adjustments. That's why you go in at halftime and good coaches make halftime adjustments. They say, okay, if we drop, if we're not dropping over here, this is why they're hitting us. If we're – if we're not dropping over there, this is why I'm hitting it. If we're staying in this coverage, this is what happens. And so they make those adjustments to try to now. It's a chess game. It's now all of a sudden they're playing with it. And they go back out second half, and everything that went wrong for them in the first half goes right in the second half because they now realize, okay, when they line up in this formation, this is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it takes, you know, sometimes it takes, you think because you see it on film that you would get it, but it takes live bullets in games to finally get it. You go into the second half, you come out, and your defense shuts them down. Can I tell you about the only observation you missed in your keys list? Yeah. The Jets. 
or one game closer yeah. to the first pick in the draft. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> they just, have we what? talked That's about a what? 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 That's a win. Yeah, but that is. I know. They'll figure out how to screw it up. That's for you, Evan. That's for you. <laughs> one step closer to Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so close. We should note here, uh, Ev, the hardcore Jets fan, that our producer uh, weighing in here, the Colts. Uh, <laughs> this isn't exactly breaking news, but it's now official. The Colts' loss has officially eliminated the Jets from playoff. Key, there was a chance. <laughs> They've now officially been eliminated. I wanted to let you down you sound, gently. You I wanted to like let you Richie, down gently. You sound like Richie Kotai when we, I think we were like 1-7, and seven and he came into the locker room talking about we still have a chance. Like, what? Got to believe. What are you talking about? Was that Gotta with believe. the Eagles or the Jets? No, that's, <laughs> when, we, no, that's when we was with the Jets, though. You're so bad in we both places. Ar- <laughs> we beat Arizona. We beat Arizona. I think we went 1-7 or something, Evan. He came in the locker room talking about, you know, we're still in it. We still have a chance. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Well, he was right. Eight games in, the Jets oh, were eliminated from 10 games in. Stop. Stop it. And Trevor Lawrence is right there. After Justin Fields threw three picks this weekend. Yeah, that's a whole uh, other That's all. Don't get me started on they that. They escaped. There was Boy, bad, that bad, was throw, bad picks. Bad really picks. bad picks. I don't know what he was doing. Much more college football conversation on the way a little bit later. Just makes everybody go Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that's what it, see, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, we'll see what happens on the way in college football. Those guys will be in the league a year from now. Somewhere, somewhere, Lawrence and Fields. On the way, somewhere, somehow, Joe Burrow can find the inspiration to bounce back from a devastating knee injury. Because all he has to do is look at what was happening on the other sideline. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Folks, I just wish you could be with us during the commercial breaks. Key was just on fire. He was on a 10 during the commercial breaks. We are back. You heard that on ESPN. 1530, essentially another tough blow for the Cincinnati Bengals. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, a guy that knows about a tough blow for the Bengals. Carson Palmer will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern after the news of what happened to Joe Burrow. If you're an NBA fan like Jay Will, Keys Lakers, hang tight. 45 minutes from now, Brian Windhorst, after an absolutely dizzying amount of money was spent this weekend in free agency. So, fellas, here's the bottom line. We all knew that Joe Burrow was off to an absolutely amazing start in his rookie season. The Bengals, again, haven't won a playoff game in 30 years, but it just sort of seems like he finally was going to help turn the tide. 
He had five 300-yard passing games, tied for the second most in NFL history, fellas, through his first 10 games. So essentially, halfway through his rookie year, he had five 300-yard passing games, tied for the second most in NFL history. Patrick Mahomes is the one dude ahead of him. You want to talk about that sort of company. But the bottom line is this. All you have to do for inspiration, Key and Jay, for Joe Burrow and that knee injury, which he self-proclaimed him out for the rest of the season, is think about what's going on on the other sideline. Think about Alex Smith walking back onto the field after nearly two years away, the 17 surgeries. I know Burrow's injury is not the catastrophic nature of what Alex Smith had to come back from, but if there's any inspiration to be had, it's the fact that he just looks on the other sideline, sees his opposite number, his colleague on the other side, and says, if that guy could make it back, I've got the energy to make it back. Zach Taylor, a former quarterback himself at Nebraska, Keywell knows that, on his quarterback and what Joe was able to do in this key, wait for it, truncated run for <laughs> Yeah, he handled everything like a professional from day one. And to, to be voted a captain just speaks everything you need to know about the guy. And the, the players have responded to him, the coaches have responded to him, the city has responded to him. And all that is equally as important, you know. And so, again, he energizes this team and, and um, you know, he's been a tremendous player, everything we hoped he'd be. And we'll get him back at some point. You know, we don't know when that is. But for now, we, we got we to gotta transform that energy and put it somewhere else in this team. And again, we got plenty of guys we can rely on. And just a reminder, Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been brought to you by Pennzoil. Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is purer. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. That was really tough to watch, Key. I know you kind of winced when yeah, you saw it on the I, television Whenever replay. I see somebody hurt their knee, I always grab mine, even though I've never had any. ACL, major injuries like that. It just, it looks painful. Now, here's what I would say. Zach Taylor said we got plenty of guys that we can lead up. Well, you had those same guys last year. That's why you picked the damn quarterback. Right. You ain't got nobody. That was your savior right there. That's the guy. And, 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 and he was playing out of his mind. There's no question about it. Uh, T. Higgins was, was coming to life as a young wide receiver. I just... You, you hate to see this happen to a quarterback, especially a young guy, um, because quarterbacks, when these ACL injuries happen to them, they never really get back to where they were. For whatever reasons, I think it has something to do with the mental standpoint of defenders around your legs a lot. It took Tom Brady a minute to come back from his, and we'll have Carson Palmer on to be able to have that conversation with him about it. But it's just getting hit mentally, having people kind of around your legs and stuff like that, you don't feel good about so it'll be interesting to see if it's an ACL or what it is, um, how he responds to it, how he responds to the rehab, and when he comes back. You know, it's been interesting that you kicked this whole thing off talking about Alex Smith yeah. and the devastating injury that he had. So I, I agree with you. If you're, if, if you're Joe, you're looking at Alex Smith and you're saying, this guy has the courage to stand in the pocket amongst some of these giants that are coming his way, low to the ground, mm. then I can have the courage. You know, the, the only thing I wonder about when guys have ACL injuries or things of that sort key is obviously when you go through the rehab process of it, it takes you a year, okay, to get back to a, a legit place. But then are you finding other areas of your body in which you're compensating? We just on the basketball side had Clay Thompson who had an ACL injury and then to a degree working out kind of compensated, popped an Achilles. Now, I don't know what leads to something like that, but you wonder about those type of things. And, yeah, getting hit again, that has to – Guys are coming low to the ground at you all the time. I, I've, every, every quarterback that I've known that has had anything 
you know, I don't know if it's an ACL. Let's mm-hmm. assume that it is. That's what's being said. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's what's being said. Is that they never really come back the same because he's a mobile quarterback that can move around. There's no, he's not a statue. This is not Philip Rivers that couldn't ever move. Right. So him having an ACL when he had his ACL didn't really. I mean, it's like, okay, I don't expect for him to go anywhere. Part of Joe Burrow's game is to be able to move around and deliver the football outside the pocket when things break down, to be able to run with the football. That's part of his game. And so even Tom Brady, Tom Brady ain't going nowhere. Tom Brady was faster after the ACL than he was before. So (laughs) it's a little bit different. It'll just – it'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. Okay, let me – so if you're if you're a big time quarterback and you come to a team, obviously you're going to lead this team. You want to be there, but your O line is decimated. I mean that that their O line is horrible, right? It feels like Joe Burrow's been running for his life ever since he put on a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. It, it, it's it's one of those things where a, how much of that responsibility do you put on the franchise? And I understand that injuries are random; they do occur. But obviously, you're increasing the probability of your quarterback having to do all these different things when you don't commit. You know, to your O line. Well, I would say them. I would say that they have tried to commit to the offensive line. They went out and got Jonah Williams to a year before they drafted Joe Burrow, big guy out of uh, Alabama. They took him in the first round. Um, they got some other guys, other pieces that they put around him. They just haven't been as stout or consistent as I'm sure they would have hoped that they would be. Um, it happens, and and it's it's early. It's or, well, it's early in Joe Burrow's career to begin with, Jay. So it's kind of like, I think that the offensive line certainly has to get better. I wouldn't necessarily blame the no, injury. No, I'm not blaming. I'm no, I'm not saying, you. Just yeah. in general, blame the injury on the offensive line. I mean, Cincinnati for whatever reason. Cincinnati is Cincinnati, man. It's just the Bengals are the Bengals. I know. It just seems from the the first game you watch Joe Burrow, he's running for his life. Yeah, first game. It'll be really interesting to see what happens moving on because, Key, I don't know how you finish the seasons. They, they they brought in Ryan Finley, who had gotten some reps when, you know, last year, and he's the young kid out of Boise State. It's amazing sometimes the drop-off. You got a guy that started 10 NFL games, so that guy's still learning how to do it. They brought this guy Finley in, and he was just like, it was that was some of the worst quarterback play I've seen this season. I've watched some Jags games, too. So I'm, I'm telling you, that, that is the scary part. The drop-off is unbelievable on some teams. Deer in the headlights. Backups for a reason. I mean, that's just, you know, when you get the opportunity to play for the first time, that thing is going 90 miles an hour. I mean, things are flying around. Think about it, though, Jay. When you got an opportunity to go to the NBA for the first time and you got run in a real game, you're like, this thing is, these dudes is moving. (laughs) Like, seven-footers is going up and down the court. This is the same thing. You look up and there's some defense alignments that are coming at you. You don't want no parts of that when you're Finley. None. Zero. So I give Taysom Hill a lot of credit for just being there. So it wasn't an incredible game for him, but just the way he was able to process things. But he was playing in the NFL, though. See, I, you see I, what I'm saying? Like, he played, yeah, so he kind of can feel his way around. Indeed. The one team that might prevent you from going all in on the Chiefs to repeat next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.